everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. We're talking the month of love, the February movies. Very exciting. Perfect for Hallmark Channel. And I have two, I'm Rachel and I have two very special guests today. I have Lisa from Girl Gone Hallmark is here. Hi guys. Yes. And we have Emma from the Hallmark is here. What's up? <laughs> yes. How are you guys doing? Oh, good. I'm really always oh. excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, so fun. Uh, so, Lisa, how, let's see. How was your Valentine's Day? My Valentine's Day was me thinking, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and got the kids something, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you recently had an amazing experience to get to go to Paris. I did in December. So that was kind of nice. I got to experience Paris and at Christmas, which was amazing. So yeah. I shouldn't complain. I, that's why I was like, no gifts for the next, I don't know, five years because I had an amazing <laughs> Paris. I don't really need anything. Well, and it, this was quite a romantic thing. He, so you went by yourself, right? I went with my sister, actually. Sister, um, okay. It was a 40th birthday present. And my husband was like, I know you would probably have more fun traveling by yourself than a 40th birthday party and I was like you are correct (laughs) he got everything together and then um I was talking to my sister and we realized we have never taken a sister trip and she had some time off and I said let's go let's do it so we went together and it was we had a blast we had a really good time that sounds amazing what was the highlight of the trip the highlight of the trip was food plus all the wine (laughs) And then more food. <laughs> of course, all the museums and all the culture and stuff, but just walking around just anywhere you stop was incredible. So, you know, just, and, and really honestly getting to hang out with my sister. We we live in different states. We don't see each other a whole lot. So that was, it was really yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, because my sister's the same thing. They, two of them are living in England right now, actually. And then uh, my other sister's in Virginia. So yeah. Don't get to see him. Go visit him in England. Yeah, go visit (laughs) England. Yes. Yeah. Well, if the podcast can start making more money, then I can go (laughs) visit (laughs) myself. Come on, guys. Uh, But but, um, Emma, what about your uh, Valentine's Day? Did you get to do anything fun? We watched Warrior based on your recommendation. (laughs) Yes. And then we. This is probably pretty sad but it's fun for us we got um tiramisu to go from olive garden (laughs) and just ate it in bed and watched a movie (laughs) i think you nailed valentine's day yeah i'm like uh that sounds amazing (laughs) but the movie we watched when we were eating the tiramisu was talladega nights (laughs) the elder ricky bobby (laughs) i don't know why it was that one (laughs) had you seen it before or was this yes. your first time? It, I, yeah, I'd seen it before. I don't know why I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I, I wanted either Hot Rod or that because I love Hot Rod. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. it ended up on Ricky Bobby. Talladega <laughs> <laughs> um, Nights is really funny for me because <laughs> I went with like four or five of my friends. This was, you know, of course, when it came out years ago. And uh, they were all like so horrified. They were like, "That was so offensive. That was horrible." And it does have <laughs> lots of offensive stuff. Let's 
But I'm sitting here in the back being like, I thought it was funny, sorry. <laughs> NASCAR is super big where I grew up. Yeah. And I had moved from New York to, let's just say any town, like just say Bible Belt area. <laughs> and um, it was second grade and I told my friend that I hated NASCAR and she told me to go back to where I came from. <laughs> Yeah. So NASCAR is really big where yeah. I'm, I live. <laughs> right. I just love when he's running around that track and he's like praying to the Oprah's God or whatever it was. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. And I do love with their prayers. I mean, it's, it's so funny. Um, but yeah. It is, but it's not romantic. It's not that romantic. Have you seen that, Lisa? I have. Um, I think I've only seen it once, though, but I remember when it first came out, I actually saw it in the theater. Yeah. yeah. I, I do think it's pretty funny, but <laughs> watch with caution, because I was the only one in my group that, that liked it. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I'm glad, if you want to listen to our podcast, our, our new top five show has gone very well. We've done it in January and in February. And we had the warrior was my suggestion as one of the best sports movies ever made. And so, so I, if you want to listen, I'll put a link down if people want to listen to both of those. Cause we did Valentine's day as well, which was a lot of fun and a great movies to watch in Valentine's where I recommended everybody watch lady and the tramp because it's the best. And, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was, it was, a lot of fun and we have we're gonna have more of that coming so if you have ideas for topics that you'd like to hear our movie uh our top fives on let us know but yeah so this uh month we had four new movies on hallmark channel and then we are only covering one of the new movies on hallmark movies and mysteries because i'm going to cover all of the chronicle mysteries with laurie stark the uh, podcaster extraordinaire and uh, so you'll get to hear my thoughts on that series then so we're just going to talk about emma fielding today and uh, but then the rest are the um hallmark movies so a lot of fun and Make sure you check out our uh, podcast uh, that we, Amy and I covered the non-Hallmark movies from February, and that was really fun. We got to, uh, I, I got to show Amy my great mafia knowledge, which I don't know why I know all this stuff. It was so funny because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they have this thing called Cosa Nostra, and I'm like going on and on and on, and she's like, what is going on here? <laughs> like i don't know sorry but anyway it was pretty fun and uh, so that's uh, up on the podcast and also uh, our interview on monday was i got a chance to talk to patrick serrano from lifetime uncorked hey. and we had a really great conversation that was so much fun he's a great person and and a great podcaster and so you definitely want to check that out if you haven't so all right well let's just dive in to these movies and we'll talk about it and give our crowns of what we thought and make sure you let us know your thoughts and what you liked or didn't like about these various films so all right let's talk about valentine in the vineyard that was our first movie and this is our uh sequel to our third movie uh in uh the <laughs> the, the vineyard trilogy i guess we could call it <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, it was, the summary was back for the third installment. Frankie and Nate uh, manage life on the vineyard and plan a secret wedding. So, I, so first, Lisa, what was your thoughts on the two previous films? Okay, I loved the first one. I thought it was different. I thought they had, you know, they were great together. I, I really had fun with the first one. I was super excited when the second one came out. And that didn't last very long. <laughs> yes. I really wasn't into, and I love wine. I do love wine. Uh-huh. And I love drinking wine. I love pretending I know about wine. I love <laughs> acting like I know how to corn cork stuff. I don't know. I do enjoy it, but I don't enjoy the science part of it. Just let me drink it. Right. <laughs> so, I yeah. So, I mean, that one kind of fell flat for me. I mean, I only watched it the one time. So, maybe I should yeah. rewatch it and see if it's better the second time around. Uh-huh. Emma, what about you? Have you seen either of the first, uh, the first two? I have not. Oh, so this is your first introduction. <laughs> it was. Okay. <laughs> Were you completely lost? Were you able to pick up? I, my guess is that it's kind of like feuding wineries, kind of like Romeo and Juliet, yeah. but like tamer Hallmark version. Yeah. My right. <laughs> oh, whoop, whoop. <laughs> the only difference is that the only addition is in the first one they have to share a house and they literally like divide it by each one gets a half a house it's kind of convoluted and fun but uh because they each end up buying it and anyway <laughs> okay and so, no i bought it, no, it. they're like mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> So why it's all uh, getting fixed anyway, they, they split the house basically too with a piece of masking tape and whatever. And of course they end up falling for each other. And uh, yeah. And then the second one is all about uh, her being super, so she's like the scientist one. She's like the mixologist one, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what it's called in wine things, but anyway, she's like making the batch. <laughs> that they're going to sell and she's just super worried that the wine isn't going to be ready and uh uh, yeah that sounds like stressful just worried about stuff i don't like those hallmark movies yeah the wine's not ready it's not ready will it be ready i don't know oh my gosh we have like an hour and it's not ready you know and then in the background they decide the dude nate decides to host this giant event on their vineyard which, of course, adds to the stress and, you know, <laughs> everything be ready. Spoiler yeah. alert, it was ready. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> the, the day of the thing. Oh, look. Yeah. I'm not a fan of these scientific farmer movies on Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's this one or the Tulip movie, just about um, bored me You didn't me like Harvest mind. Moon with the pumpkin? <laughs> that up? was the, that was pretty good, stuff. but it was pretty minimally about the That's scientific true. farmer. <laughs> it wasn't like the whole tension of like, oh, was it gonna? What um, about like the farm on the roof? What movie was that? With they ended with like a farm on the roof. With the that's car. Harvest Wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> farm on the roof. God, yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like the is the perfume gonna be ready? So it's like a slight variation. That one was pretty boring for me. Yeah, so I was gonna bring that one up. <laughs> 
the bathtub perfume. <laughs> this was Lifetime, but they had the poinsettia movie, and are the poinsettias going to turn red in time? Like, yes. it's a Christmas movie. Of course, they're going to turn red in time. I'm not <laughs> what's going on. And uh, those kind of movies just aren't my favorite. So, <laughs> just say that up front. Um, so the first one, yeah, really charming, really cute. I I enjoyed it very much. They they have pretty good chemistry. I think Rachel Lee Cook and Brendan Penny. Um, and the yeah, the whole sort of classic opposites attract plus Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on there, and the family's feuding and stuff. That was all fun. I enjoyed it. So then the summer in the vineyard. The only reason I kind of have a bit of nostalgia for it is that it was in the first official episode of the Hallmarkies podcast was oh. Summerfest mm-hmm. 2000 okay. <laughs> and, uh, and it was that 2017 yeah 2017 uh was Summer in the Vineyard and I hated it <laughs> so it <was> my first, <laughs> first time on the podcast disliking a movie it was so boring to me and I just did not care if the wine was going to be done and there was like no growth in their relationship it was really weird because they didn't get engaged in that at the end of that movie uh they didn't really grow at all they were just kind of like it was odd and um yeah and they were really hard on the Marcus Rosner character for because he had dated uh, a girl from the first movie who was like her cousin or friend I can't remember but anyway and they had broken up and he, <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook character was acting like he was the worst person in the world for having let this happen yeah. and uh, so that was like what people break up like calm down and I don't know it just it was just very dull for me and I don't know maybe now that I've seen so many it wouldn't be as dull but yeah it was the first one that I heard and then Amber didn't care for it either so anyway that that's a that's the story on Summer in the Vineyard and <laughs> uh yeah so then uh then we had this announcement of Valentine in the Vineyard and I was hopeful that they would like the idea of a secret wedding sounds kind of fun. So I was hopeful. I think I gave it a, a box of chocolates. So it wasn't <laughs> in the preview um, special. Um, but I just didn't care for this movie, unfortunately, really at all. I don't think it's much better than the second one. Um, I just, there were so many things that didn't make sense to me. Like why on earth is she lying to him about going to school? That made wh- yeah no sense. That didn't make any sense at all. Why was he lying about dirt lessons? <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the compatibility lessons. Like that just makes no sense. Why on earth would you not share with your fiance that like, I'm going to school and taking classes. Like that's a good thing. Like in every way, what? Was that supposed to be like a gift though? Like the Valentine's gift yes. to each other? And somebody told me that on Twitter and I was like, okay, I missed that part. And I rewatched it and I was like, that's not a gift. No, I, you, <laughs> you don't give people the gift of your education. Like what? Like here's my degree. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I should have asked you guys first, like how, what were your overall thoughts on the movie? Were you higher on it than me? What about you, Lisa? I just... I really, really wanted to like it, and I was really excited, and it ended up being so messy. Yeah. And, and I mean, I there were parts of it I had fun with, and I was excited to see, like, them get to a different place, 
but so much of it just didn't make sense to me. <laughs> like the whole time I'm watching it, I think these people should not get married. They yeah. legitimately should not get married. <laughs> they do not have trust. They do not uh, like uh, what? I don't know. It's just, it's, I feel like I just don't understand these last two movies. Very weird. Emma, what did you think as new to the, to the, <laughs> the franchise? <laughs> yeah, franchise. Um, I don't know. I, I have nothing invested in this couple. Uh So I don't know. I didn't really care too much about them being engaged in this wedding thing. I just know that once they started wedding planning, I had a hard time not zoning out, especially when it was a very short time and it was all stressful and everything was stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I have a really hard time having this not only two it's not only one wedding which is not my favorite um but it's two weddings (laughs) for no reason for zero reason i didn't understand the parents just god awfulness about those two kids getting married i'm like just let them get married who cares where it is who cares right why why are you listen calm down just let them get married and then they have to and i know that that was just a device just to get them on the Sorrento whatever but then it just became such a a oh don't say anything about the our wedding don't say it and I'm like why what is too much lying and hiding yes yes it it, and it wasn't the kind of lying that's like fun like you know (laughs) what I mean if you're lying that like oh this person's my fiance and not really you know I just met him yesterday that's kind Mm -hmm. of a fun lie but like (laughs) lying about going to class like and getting your education like that's that's not an interesting lie (laughs) like what and plus it's sad like being engaged that's such an exciting time and they have to hide it of course that's going to cause all these problems that's not very valentine's-y why couldn't they just wait a week and be like okay now that this is i know y'all are planning so we're gonna get married later but hey we got engaged as well like yeah like that takes nothing away from if anything it adds to the the experience of the one couple to oh you're doing this too that's so fun let's look at things together let's yeah make sure that we don't step on each other's toes and order the same cake or the same yeah I can't imagine yeah. anyone being like, well, thanks a lot. I mean, if you got <laughs> there at, at their wedding, I, that I can see being. Yeah. Right. But other than that, I can't imagine anyone being like, thanks for honing in on my turf. <laughs> I invented marriage. How yeah. dare you? <laughs> yeah. I just, so have you two ever taken a compatibility test? with your spouses <laughs> no no it would be really yeah. bad <laughs> like yes it would say get divorced but we're so in love and we work really well it, i just don't think they matter yeah right. i'm like look i i'm i've latched on he puts up with me and that's it no, it doesn't matter what a test says i'm i'm in yeah he puts up with all my weirdness and all my hallmark watching so well we already know the we have relationship goals with lisa he gets her a ticket to paris I mean, <laughs> who cares if you're incompatible <laughs> that's true oh, I mean. um, yeah what did you think of this whole compatibility test like what they had to like 
what some of the things that they had to do they had to build that shelf together yes. which i do think that <laughs> building a piece of ikea furniture is a very good <laughs> test of compatibility yeah, that's true <laughs> so frustrating you just want to scream that's a marriage that's a, that's a test right there see if you should yeah. get married i just thought you know she asked that one question at the beginning the coordinator or the moderator or whatever what would be your ideal night and they both said something different and i'm like yeah and that doesn't mean you're incompatible in life that just means right. you both like to do different things and there's more than one night in a week where you could do both of those things right and, so, i mean there are nights yeah. when i really want to just veg out and then there are nights when i'm like yeah let's go to dinner yeah. <laughs> i mean my parents would by this criteria would be super incompatible because my mom likes to like knit and read and like do stay at home, <laughs> raise her kids. Like she's very, that's her personality. My dad is like, I want to go BMX riding and I want to do like <laughs> outdoors, like whatever activities. <laughs> and so, but Hey, I mean, they somehow have made it work 40 years. So, uh, you know, yeah. if everybody, if you're exactly the same in a couple, that would be really boring. Yeah. I do not want to be married to myself. Yeah. I drive myself insane. I want to be with someone who's not exactly like me. Right. Cause you compliment each other. Right. <laughs> well, and hopefully like the person that you're with, like makes you grow as a person, become more mm -hmm. accepting, better, like all that stuff. Right. I, I, I mean, the only like differences that obviously are problematic is if somebody's like overbearing and like not letting you be you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's a problem. Or if somebody is just super submissive and never, never bees themselves, that's obviously not a relationship that's going to work. But as long as people are able to be themselves in their relationship, then, uh, then uh, that's, that's all that matters as far as compatibility, I think. That was that was my problem with the second movie was they just kept keeping stuff from each other. And then at the end, they're yeah. like, they basically come to this resolution where they're like, let's not keep stuff from it. We're a team. Let's work as a team. And in this movie, they're keeping stuff from each other. And then they're also keeping stuff from their family. And they're also like, it's just the only, to me, the best part of this was that it had Madison Smith there. I said it. I agree with you. He was my, I have it written right here. Madison Smith and his puns were the best part because he yes. was hilarious. And the whole thing, like being into that girl and, you know, getting the courage to ask her out and whatever. That was cute. Was I enjoyed that. Super cute. And I need Madison Smith to be a lead. Yes. Agreed. I agree with that. Yes. Yeah. He's so charming and fun. And uh, I thought that Marcus was, was fine. Like they, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't that invested in their story mm -mm. and I don't know if they necessarily had that great of chemistry, but the main problem to me with this, just this, this lying about being in school was so dumb. I just couldn't get over it. Uh, for me. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> uh, I did like the proposal. I thought the proposal was pretty epic with the drone and everything. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. I just thought yeah. it, was... <laughs> it was funny. I mean, I don't, uh... I'm not a big proposal person. I mean, yeah. I got engaged before like Pinterest and Instagram where you had to make it all ridiculous. <laughs> um, but I did think that just 
it was like they were in the wedding and then they were out and then like last minute she's like I'm there and my only thought was did they tell the bride that was been getting married the entire time that she right. was back in because all of a sudden it's like there they are walking out I'm like did did anybody know that she was back in and yeah. that he needed to stand up. It was just so messy. There was honestly a side of me, and this is probably completely inaccurate, but there was a side of me that wondered if production was like literally debating while making the movie, whether there was <laughs> going to be another movie. And then they're like, you know what? This one was so hard to put yes. everybody together and put all the pieces together. Just get them married and it's it. It's done. Yeah. Anybody I else? They should have gotten they should have gotten the wedding march people in there too and just have right. them walking by and be like, Hey, get in, jump in here. Don't get in here too. <laughs> right. Well, I mean that's what I thought. Like because well. if there was gonna be a fourth movie, they would have totally gone all wedding march on it. Mm-hmm. And and not have to get married for sure. What do you guys but, think like, about a double wedding? Ring. A double wedding? I'm fine with it. But I'm not that like I don't know. I, I'm not a super in the, maybe it's because I'm 38 and single. I just like, I just want to get married. I don't really care. Yeah. I can't even coordinate brunch with another person. <laughs> I can't imagine a big event. <laughs> like I, I really don't care like what the flowers are and what the, like, and I'm, I guess I'm the kind of personality too, that I just think a lot of things look nice. You know, like I, I've been yeah. to many weddings and I'm like, I can't think of a wedding I've ever been to. Where I was like, Ooh, <laughs> you made poor choices this was terrible um i have but I, I, I feel like a horrible person right now oh no <laughs> no i've been to one where i was like what is happening what is this this <laughs> <laughs> well when you're 38 and single your priorities change a little bit <laughs> probably in my 20s i would have been like yeah i want to have the like perfect wedding and i would be like whatever i just want to get married i want to find somebody that loves me and get married boom (laughs) well when that happens i need to be invited okay oh yeah me too yes it'll be really fun (laughs) amber can be my maid of honor and then we can have all Mm. little hallmarkies reunion (laughs) that is when i'll finally show my face that's when i'll show my face (laughs) Okay, if you're out there, Mr. Sunshine, it's time to make an appearance because we need to see Emma on fire. <laughs> and I will be dancing. Is there going to be a dance floor? Oh, I, I'm i a terrible dancer, but I love dancing at weddings. Okay. That's I will the only dancing. reason I would get a DJ is because I like dancing at weddings. Because most weddings are, well... Here's a little tangent that we're going to go on for a second because Utah weddings, it's so weird because anything else that you go to in Utah is like super huge amount of food and super like ridiculous. And like, if you go to like a scouting thing or you go to like a whatever, uh, it's always like really nice and lots of food. But for some reason with weddings is like the one time everybody decides to be super cheap and like, (laughs) don't have dancing so it's so boring and and then there's like no food it's just like mints and peanuts and i it's just like and really bad cake and so if i have a wedding which i could just get married and i'm fine with that if i have a wedding (laughs) i promise you here right now on the podcast that i'm gonna have good food and there's going to be dancing (laughs) (laughs) I want to be there. It's so boring if there's no dancing. 
I'll host a dollar dance for you and make you some money. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If, if anyone's interested in becoming the next Mr. Sunshine in my life, you can email the podcast. <laughs> Man, I'm going to start putting out advertisements and be like, listen, yeah. I'm ready to go to a Utah wedding with some good food. Let's make this happen. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I go Utah, to Utah weddings. Utah weddings are just super lame, and so I, if I ever get married, I totally want to change that and make them awesome, yes. memorable. My cousin, my cousin Danielle, had a good Utah wedding, and so <laughs> it was all planned by by her sister Brienne, and they had like multiple food stations with like mm. a whole pie station, which I am all about because I love pie. And you reeled me in when you said food stations. Yeah, so they had multiple food stations. I was like, this is the best day of my life. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there you go. <laughs> That's my feeling <laughs> on weddings. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the all the wedding planning in this was fairly, fairly tame. Like there wasn't really a bridezilla. It was just this weird, like, is she going to find out that I'm lying? And is he going to find out that I'm lying? And should we get married this fast? And I'm, I guess I'm glad they did because it all worked out fine. So yeah. way to go, get married. Like, why delay it if you don't have to? I will say that PSA, don't be lying to your significant other, like up until right. your wedding. It just right. probably won't go well after the wedding if you guys are lying about everything all of the time. I'm just, just yeah. my advice from over here. Well, and especially about something that is nonsensical to lie about. It doesn't make any sense. It's like save your lies for like maybe something that's really like, yeah. I don't know, but I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend lying to your spouse. Like if you've embezzled like a million dollars from your office, <laughs> yes, keep that from your spouse so they don't get indicted with you. Right. <laughs> but if it's like you're trying to better yourself with education, why don't you go and share that hey yeah. this is where i'm going every tuesdays and thursdays from like six to nine yeah I'm going to class. what like i can't imagine any human being in the world being like you're going to school like what is this 1850 like, right <laughs> how dare <laughs> can't read <laughs> what? well he did the same thing with those lessons in the dirt he was like don't tell her and i'm like and don't tell her what list? that you're crawling around in the dirt <laughs> And what was the lessons of the dirt? Like, what? What, what was Organic the point of all that? Minerals being one with the dirt. I don't know. Did you get, get what was the point of the dirt lessons? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I mean, the llama is always a highlight. I forget his name. But. Is it Larry? <laughs> something like Sunny or something, maybe? I don't know. Can't remember. I don't know, but but the was... llama is is just bizarre. Like <laughs> they're like, I don't know. I kind of wonder if the the winery uh, that they went to just happened to have a llama, and so we're like, okay, well, we gotta work it into the store. <laughs> sure. This llama will not leave. It's a character now. <laughs> yeah. Um, because. Yeah, I remember Rachel e. Cook saying, talking to the animal trainer and was like, oh, so you're training the llama. And he's like, you don't train llamas. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that too. That was cute. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, uh, I think basically, so 
yeah, I mean, and then the wedding was kind of fun at the end. But for me, I don't know. This one's pretty low. I really it was not for me. I, I I'm I'm gonna give it two crowns. Lisa, what about you? I was trying to be nice because I do like these two together. So I gave it three. Okay, good. And three Emma, I gave it three as well. Oh, look at that! Very hey. good. I didn't know I had strong opinions about things until you guys started talking about it. So. <laughs> I didn't go back on what I wrote down. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's talk about the story of us. The plot is Jamie learns that her first love Sawyer is the architect of a development that wants to change her beloved neighborhood and threatens her bookstore. Can old Valentines help them see eye to eye? And so this movie was written by Tracy Ann Dreen, who we love and she's amazing and of course, it stars Sam Page and Maggie Lawson. And uh, Emma, what was your overall thoughts on this one? I am okay with it uh-huh. overall. <laughs> I will say that I loved the second love story way more than the main love story. I liked Rick and Lucy way more than um, Jamie and Sawyer. And I don't know, it was, even though it had everything that you would want these movies to have, multiple love storylines, um, no one gave up their dreams for each other, and there's like scheming, getting people together. I don't know, it just was kind of just still okay for me. Um, yeah, uh, Lisa, what did you think? Oh, wow. I actually liked this one. Um, I'm going to be honest, and I'll probably make a lot of Sam Pager fans, whatever they're called. Pageheads. Mad, but pageheads. I knew it was something. Sorry. <laughs> pageheads. Sorry. Um, I'm not terribly a fan of his, but this movie, he drew me in. I was in. Now I get all you pageheads. So I'm not ready to be inducted in your club. However, I will peruse membership <laughs> in the future. Um <laughs> But yeah, I had fun with it. Like I'm, I think I'm like you, Emma, where I kind of enjoyed the second storyline more. Mm-hmm. And I but, think it was the guy. It was because yeah, of the guy, really, the way he yeah. looked at her. They were just really cute. Uh, I just, uh, I kind of, my biggest issue with it was the, <laughs> um, was the cards. Honestly, I thought they were kind of goofy. Oh yeah, the cards. Um, so I actually enjoyed this. I think, uh, it could have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was serviceable, I guess for me, because I think that all of the romantic stuff was really good. I don't think that this movie needed the save the bookstore, save the neighborhood no. story. I don't think that was needed. I think you could have taken it all away and there's enough drama between these two people reconnecting from you know, being high school sweethearts and you could have like a mild plot of maybe the bookstore not doing as well. And there's some kind of thing maybe, but honestly, I think there's enough story there with these two people. You don't mm-hmm. need it. And, and it was just so boring. That part, all the save the town stuff was, was not interesting to me. It was not compelling to me. It was so obvious kind of, I mean, I guess there was a little bit like the fact that there kind of was this weird compromise that they reached in the end. So that was a little different, but I don't know. I just, I just felt like this wasn't 
necessary at all. And so it was just kind of, every time I would come up, I was just like, oh, why did they do this? And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I also have not been the biggest Sam Page fan. Um, I, you know, I didn't really like him as the prince in the Royal New Year's because his accent wasn't great. And yeah. I don't know, it just wasn't my favorite. And I really disliked the perfect Christmas present. Um, <laughs> Did you? dog one is, yeah, <laughs> it took me to a dark place as we, we all know. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, yes. And then his dog one, walking the dog, I think it's called, is cute enough. That one's pretty good. Uh, but this is definitely, I think the best. I've seen him in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, he's really going to madden in, but in Hallmark is my favorite, I think. I'm not going to say it, <laughs> but I also <laughs> am not a page head or page yes. turner, what we're, what we're calling them. turner. <laughs> oh, that's, that we're going to make our own club, which is slightly <laughs> under the loyalty of page heads and calls page turners because sometimes we turn the page. Oh, that's right. <laughs> So, I just kept seeing his face and waiting for that accent to come out from the New Year's movie. <laughs> and that was the issue. And that's just all on me. I understand. Because he's, he seems nice enough and he's a good enough actor. I just couldn't stop thinking about that accent. And plus, yeah. I just felt like his friend upstaged him in the whole romance thing. Just the way he looked at Lucy, I made my heart melt. I loved that second yeah. storyline. Yeah. And. I, I do also like Sam Page's Valentine movie. All it's called All Things yeah. Valentine. That one's pretty cute about the blogger. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but you don't like that one? The, the face he made when he was eating that chocolate. Do you guys remember <laughs> that scene? Yeah. I rewound yeah, yeah. it so many times and kept watching it over and over again because I couldn't believe it was real. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> okay, I'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> I, so Maggie Lawson, she's had a bit of a rocky road on Hallmark. And we all love her in Psych, but Christmas Encore kind of mm-hmm. took me to a dark place as well. I really mm-hmm. dislike that movie. Uh, I, think, I think, if I remember correctly, Emma, you and I picked the Romance at Ranger Lodge in the in the March Madness tournament over Christmas Encore. Yes, we did. Amber, <laughs> Amber was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know, I just really was frustrated by that movie. It was not for me. <laughs> yeah. And her, yeah. the perfect wedding is fine. It's serviceable. It's not great, I don't think, but it's fine. Uh, but anyway, so she hasn't had a, a big breakout hit, I don't think, on Hallmark yet. Can we safely say that? Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I liked her in this. I really did. But okay, so in all fairness, I have never seen her in anything else because I didn't watch Psych. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did go to high school with that guy. Um, Which guy? But, uh, the lead guy, James Roday. But when I went to oh, school, no with way. Him, his name was James him. Rodriguez. <laughs> I did not know him whatsoever. He was a senior. I was a freshman. Okay. I think my dad had him in class. Oh, cool. I think That's my dad okay. You can pretend you were best friends. Yeah. No, I, there's, he would never even recognize me at all. Even if we were in the same room and I'm like, we went to high school together. He'd be like, <laughs> but I have never seen her in anything but these movies. And I thought this was the best of hers. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I think they had pretty good chemistry, the two of them. Uh, uh, and so that's why I was almost just frustrated anytime we were going 
back to the save the town thing because I just felt like the stuff with them was really good and it was just I don't know and I believe in Tracy Andrean's writing enough mm-hmm. that she could have made a really good movie just about the two of them reconnecting and that would have been so good I did love her bookstore the mm-hmm. it was very like charming and uh you know we've had a lot of bookstores recently in the um small town christmas we have bookstore in um in the uh oh gosh what was it called uh hope for is it hope for christmas the one with ryan peavy oh yeah yeah oh, anyway there was christmas. a bookstore in there <laughs> um, and this was very i mean this was kind of there wasn't that many books in the bookstore like i don't know how you <laughs> living on this bookstore but um but it was very like beautiful and very well done such a did a very good job i think creating that whole feel of this sort of romantic bookstore mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me a little i mean it's totally different but just in the way it was so cute of the shop around the corner you know and you now everything's just so Id- idyllic i think yeah um and yeah romantic bookstore and uh so yeah that was all very well done i think and you know who on earth could imagine wanting to tear down this like perfect bookstore (laughs) (laughs) what Uh, and uh anyway yes then we had this this side romance that you mentioned a couple times between rick and lucy and i agree with you completely that this was the the best part about the movie these two were so cute together and the whole scene when they're at the carnival or whatever festival and these are kind of like standing there like um what should we do whatever and then they they end up they end up kissing and you've got you've got sam page and maggie lawson hiding behind the thing uh, <laughs> one of the booths and they're just like sh- jumping for joy and that was that whole scene was so cute i loved i loved the kiss and i loved their reaction it was really fun how much yeah, better was that, that was... kiss than like the kiss at the end of the movie that was yeah, just like yeah little peck (laughs) so weird (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true (laughs) because that just made it more fun like i uh, having like these spires you know people Mm -hmm, that was so cute (laughs) it was really cute (laughs) yeah uh i the the actors it was uh marco grazzini is playing rick and zibby allen was playing lucy and they were just so cute and they had such good chemistry and you know you just kept feeling like all the time like what's wrong with this man like how is he just not seeing all these signs and (laughs) but it was done in a really cute way uh so i think what you could do is you could have had maybe add one more couple to the mix get rid of the the save the town and just follow these three couples on valentine's day one of them owns a bookstore on romance boom right that would be enough for a movie i think <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know at least did you were you really into this second couple like we were i yes i liked and the funny thing is is i liked the second couple not only for the way they played off of each other and the fact that they finally got together and I thought they were cute but the way they made the first original couple react like how they affected that couple like I don't know I just I really enjoyed the second storyline more than more than the first I'm not really into the whole I mean they're all this one was actually 
a better version of it, but I'm not super into second chance love stories. They're not totally my thing. Um, But this one wasn't like, it wasn't as dramatic and as like, oh, I can't trust you in a minute, you know. (laughs) Well, you left me, no, you left, you know. Right. Yeah, I just wonder. I feel the same way, Lisa. I asked my husband, I said, do this many people care about getting back with their high school sweetheart that like they need to make like 80 movies about it? Because, yeah, I I just really don't think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Like my high school boyfriend, we should not talk ever. (laughs) So I'm fine with the trope. If it's executed well, it doesn't bother me. But I just... I don't know. It was just, I guess I, I, I was fine with that trope. I was not fine with the save the town thing. I just, I know I've said it like a million times, but. Yeah. I, <laughs> it was just it, so that boring. part was just complicated for just, it was just unnecessary, like you said. And I didn't, at the end, I didn't get it. So he redid the whole plans and made his development, but saved her shop. Yes. Yeah. Because then so they're going to like is, build his his structures on top. Right. Of, but then what does every other structures. business owner think about that? They're like, uh, hello. Do they get got to keep their stores too? too? Well, yeah, I guess they, so. Yeah. And the, I guess do they still get to keep the, because the, if I'm that company, I'm not offering the same deal if I have to build on top right. of it, which is way harder uh, to, and I don't <laughs> even know if that's like engineeringly mm-hmm. possible. Do they have air rights to build this? like a yeah air rights but i don't know if you can like you like a building has to be built with like the foundation and the structure for the size of the building you can't like place a whole nother building on top of a building (laughs) (laughs) but like did you guys think that tree was just massive and very dangerous that they kept showing it was like as big as the miss christmas christmas tree i'm like they would have cut that down years ago it's gonna fall down and like destroy everything i'm all about saving trees but that one was dangerously tall that's true there was like an ice storm or something like i know that's very true (laughs) i just thought it was so funny (laughs) got showing that massive tree I also think that they could have integrated the old uh, Valentines a little bit more. It would have been kind of cool if maybe they had had like a a voice uh, like a voiceover um, from the past, kind of narrating the Valentines and maybe a little bit of that story mixed mm-hmm. in. Like it really wasn't integrated all that well. The the old Valentines that she finds. Was, yeah, I th- I was really excited about that. I know Lisa wasn't, but I love stuff like that. I wanted maybe there to be a mystery within that love yeah. story and it just to play in. And that could have totally taken out the save everything. And yeah. it just, it would have, that would have been romantic to me yeah. to find out what happened to this couple or something. I don't yeah. Because that's what they did really well. I can think of, obviously, Science Sealed Delivered does that all the time. Amazing. Um, but also in the Good Witch movie this last October, they did a really good job of, like, at the very beginning, introducing this, uh, this it was almost like a fairy tale kind of a thing with, like, the girl from the 1800s that almost marries this, uh, her love and, and almost elopes and, and this letters between the two and whatever. And there's the heart of Middleton and 
and then then that's kind of set up at the beginning and then a little bit at the end and you kind of learn more about their love story along the way and that was really fun and so i think you could kind of have done something kind of like that uh where maybe you start off with the old love story uh maybe somebody who goes off to war is in love you know and then they fall in love through they send these these valentines and then comes back at the and then at the end you find out the end of their love story or, so, or something like that um but i i it, I just thought it could have been integrated a little bit more. So, yeah. Can I make one tiny correction on my defense? Uh-huh. I liked the love letters between the guy and the girl in that part. It was the box and the fact that <laughs> she all of a sudden finds this <laughs> random box full of cards and it's like a brand new box. Which, I know. I know. Hallmark is actually selling. So, right. wait a minute. <laughs> And they yeah. open it, and I'm just like, none of this is really old. Like, it just, it, I think it was she just finds it in the piano, right? Yes, and she's like, oh, what is this? What is, what, is, what is this? And I'm like, you never cleaned once behind anything, and you didn't notice that when you bought this place, ma'am. Yeah, mm -mm. yeah, that's very true. Like in the Good Witch, I can't remember, but I think it was in some kind of secret tunnel or something like that. So yeah. that that's how you that's how you do it. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> that uh, too. So, all right. Well, uh, how many crowns would you give this one, Emma? I gave it 3.75 crowns. Okay, good. All right. Well, Lisa, what about you? Are you sharing a brain tonight? Because, yeah, same thing. That's 3.75. <laughs> nice. I wanted to say one thing. The Rick kept saying, calling that one guy sweater guy, like a bad thing. I kept thinking, Lisa, that's a compliment from Lisa. She loves sweater guys. <laughs> I kept thinking that the whole time. That's true. <laughs> sweater dudes. Um, so I am going to give this one a 3.5. So still recommend nice. it. Uh, there we go. All right. Now we're going to talk about love, romance, and chocolate. This uh, is New York accountant Emma Colvin is heartbroken when her boyfriend leaves her before their planned romantic getaway to Belgium for Valentine's Day. Convinced by a friend to go alone on the trip, Emma has the adventure of a lifetime when her Belgian innkeeper introduces her to renowned chocolatier Luke Simon. Luke and his fellow chocolatiers are in the midst of a competition to create the most romantic chocolate in Belgium for the upcoming Belgian royal wedding he discovers her kitchen skills and soon she's immersed in the competition and a budding romance develops so there you go this of course stars Lisa chabert will camp and Brittany bristow in our uh in our leads and so uh you know this one could have easily veered into scientific farmer territory we gotta <laughs> find the perfect chocolate you know kind of but <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it didn't, and I actually ended up really enjoying it. I thought it had a lot of swoon-worthy moments, and I kind of liked the love triangle, which I normally don't. Um, it was un kind of unreasonable, but I liked, I thought both of the guys were super dreamy, so that goes a long way for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, I don't know, I, I kind of just enjoyed, I went along for the ride with this movie i really liked all of the sort of 
uh, travel porn shots of, of Bruges. <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, oh, I want to go there. That looks so beautiful. And I liked uh, Brittany Bristow with her ridiculous accent. Like mm-hmm. I love when they have ridiculous accents in Hallmark movies. And yes. I, I thought, I mean, I haven't been a huge fan of a lot of Lacey's recent movies, but this one I think is one of her best in a while personally. So most of her chocolates sounded absolutely disgusting, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, but that I really did enjoy it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it was nice that it was uh, just the week of Valentine's. I was just in the mood, I think, especially to watch this one. But uh, Emma, what do you think of it? I agree with you. Woo-hoo! It was a royal movie, not really about royals. And it was like, I think this is the most royal movie I could like. Because the person didn't fall in love with a royal. I right. was so into that. And... I don't know. I thought it was really romantic. I really liked Will Kemp in this role a lot. And yeah, I haven't liked a lot of Lacey's most recent movies, but I've always been a huge Lacey fan. And I thought that they did a good job with her character, not getting snippy and mad about silly things like she has in her most recent roles. But yeah, I was just enjoying this one and it was beautiful. Yeah. Bruges was beautiful. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Maybe I, if I, I enjoyed I should it. have my wedding there. Change of yes. plan. Yes. Walk yes. on the <laughs> I will start saving. <laughs> oh uh, Lisa, what did you think? Um, I had to go ahead and go into this with a super open mind just because I knew that she was going to help make chocolate in a foreign country. It was just, yeah. okay. Okay, this could go either way. But so I tried to go into it with a super open mind. And of course, the setting made up for a lot of stuff. Just the fact that it was gorgeous, like you guys say. And um, Will Kemp, I mean, you know, the last time we saw him, he was super gelled. And this time (laughs) his hair was doing its own thing. And it was super working for yeah. me and he wore a lot of Henleys and he was making a lot of chocolate and I was like you could just do this for two hours and <laughs> that'd be fine um I will say that the competing love interest made me laugh out loud just because when he first entered and you knew automatically as he enters he's the right. other guy yeah but they made him look so villainous for no reason like I he know he's just so- <laughs> And I just burst out laughing, not because he's not attra- he's very attractive, but it was just the way they presented him. And of course, they put him in a beard because, you know, I guess leading guys can't have beards. So if you have a beard, you're a, a villain. But I just, I, it, it was fun. It was, it was, some of it was ridiculous, but overall it was fun. Yeah, it is true. Like Henry Gowan on One Calls the Heart, the more redeemed he gets, the less facial hair that we see. That's a thing. Listen, some of us like a beard. Some of us want all of that. Just make them as hairy as you can, as long as you can see their eyes. Just yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of myself, but oh, I am a fan of it. Oh, you are. You and I. We've talked about this before. Yes. But it's yes, really more of a husband lifetime has beautiful thing. facial hair. <laughs> That's not a thing, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you, you do have to, in this movie, have a major suspension of disbelief. Like, the idea that any human being would go over to Bruges, I don't care if you're by yourself, I don't care if you want to, like, get into the castle or something, but would spend her entire trip <laughs> working for this, uh, this, uh, this chocolate place. Like, what? Okay, <laughs> and but in all fairness... If Will Kemp opened his door and said, come in here and make chocolate with me, I'd be like, huh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Might be more inclined, but uh, they kept trying to, like, I felt like this sort of comparison between the cupcakes and the chocolates didn't quite work for me. Because I'm like, cupcakes are just very different. Like, eating a cupcake is a very different experience than eating a chocolate. And like her flavor combinations sounded so disgusting. She wanted to put <laughs> lavender in like everything. Lavender is like making your food into soap. Like you don't want it with water. Like it's disgusting. <laughs> Why on earth? I mean, there's no way that tastes good. And then when she went over to the fancy people's shop, this I guess was supposed to be like modern and like cold or something like that. Like, what? <laughs> You didn't want a cactus chocolate, <laughs> Rachel? It sounded way better than whatever madness she was making. And I mean, I guess they kind of in the end came up with this like combination of the cupcake and because like, it was a pedophore with cola. But you know, that's not what they asked for. They asked for chocolate. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, is I this, think it was all chocolate. Is, I'm is on this, their side. <laughs> is this competition just any chocolate dessert or is it a chocolate truffle making competition and they kept calling it pralines am i crazy but i thought pralines had nuts mm, i don't know yeah i thought they had nuts too i was very confused by that. <laughs> like what is this um but i guess it was just any chocolate dessert was the competition not chocolates which was confusing oh. but anyway they uh they end up with cherry cola, which they were acting like this is the most revolutionary thing to ever exist. Which is not, is Where it? Where did she get it from? Like, Coke cake, like really popular and famous. Like, yeah. Making cake with a Coke can. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought that, a can of Coke, I thought that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think. Understand where she got it in Bruges. They have cherry Coke there. Like in a can, you can just go get it. She's like, oh, I just use cherry Coke. I'm like, where did you get it? Did you get cherry I Coke? Mean, I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would think that they would have it in Europe. I mean, it's been around in America for like forever, forever. I mean, they, they've had, uh, I don't know. I don't know when cherry Coke it was invented, but I think they've had, let's see if I can find it. I guess it was introduced in the 80s, but there were there were other brands and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, we had Cherry Coke regardless since the 80s. So I don't think, like, making Cherry Cola flavor chocolate is, like, insanity. This is groundbreaking. <laughs> um, but whatever. I mean, all of that, I was able to suspend disbelief, I guess. Okay, if I may... Yes. I'm finding an article from June 16th of 1999 that says Coca-Cola pulled from stores in Europe. And specifically, <laughs> there were recalls of sudden illness in 31 Belgian school children <laughs> from Coke products. 
So like, I'm gonna go and say Even that's this- probably why they were shocked. They were like, "Are you put coke in this? This is crazy. We're all gonna die. Are you trying to poison the royals? Yeah, it's, it's gonna cause like trauma to eat this cake. No wonder they were like coke. That is so funny. I love that. Well, at least we know now. But yeah. for me, my biggest problem with her constantly, like from the get go, well, why don't you? And she was almost kind of like condescending about, like, well, you just don't try new things. And I'm like, lady, he's been doing this his entire life. I think yeah. he knows what he's doing. And I get it that it was supposed to be like a parallel to them changing and growing. I get that. But at the same time, I was like, settle down. You don't even know this dude. He doesn't even know you. You're in here with no hairnet making chocolate for the first time in your life and shenanigans. Yeah. Stop telling him what to do. It's Stop making true. him put poison in his <laughs> chocolates. Stop telling him to make his chocolates taste like soap. What is going on? Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I guess I'm, I'm a fan when it comes to treats, I guess. I tend to like my like I, I love a good like yellow cake chocolate frosting. That's the best thing to ever exist. <laughs> yes. I just kept thinking Rachel and my yellow cake with chocolate frosting. <laughs> That's right. I remember weird things, guys. <laughs> it is the best flavor combination. It's buttery, it's chocolatey, it's not too chocolatey. It's the best. And so yes, but I was able to put that beside because how many amazing chocolate tempering sexy chocolate tempering scenes this movie. I was like this is great yeah like I if I ever if I ever get this mysterious uh, this mysterious Mr. Sunshine in my life we're totally doing chocolate tempering <laughs> like that's a new date because <laughs> that was very cozy I really enjoyed that and I I actually, I don't know, I just really, I knew it was like super cringy in a a lot of ways, but I really kind of liked this, this little stupid love triangle that they had. I mean, the fact, like he, the fact that he like throws the, the, the flowers in the trash and is like all pouty and whatever after. I screamed laughing at that. (laughs) But I think it was just melodramatic enough to be entertaining for me. It was just soapy enough to be like, I don't know, kind of fun for me. I thought the best part of the movie is when he recited her grandfather's letter from memory in front of this like beautiful water. Oh my gosh. I I had to hold my heart (laughs) during that scene. It was wonderful. Yeah. So there we go. That's basically covers it. Uh, it was just a fun, silly little movie in my opinion, but I did enjoy it. So I am going to give it surprise four crowns. Oh, I know. Oh, well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Emma, what are you going to give it? Oh, I gave it four crowns too. Oh, very good. <laughs> Lisa, what if I yeah. you? Well, now I feel bad. No, don't feel bad. I gave it one crown. No, I'm just kidding. I gave it 3.75 crowns. Yeah, that's a very that's good like score. barely off. <laughs> <laughs> but still. 
All right. So then we had Love on the Menu. This is this last weekend on Hallmark Channel. And it's a chef makes a deal with a frozen food executive in order to save his restaurant. We don't have a long summary on that one. And this uh, stars Autumn Reeser and Kavon Smith and Barbara Niven. And it was written by Kavon Smith as well, which was really exciting. And uh, Lisa, what did you, or your overall thoughts on this one? Uh, I, I had issues with the parenting aspect of it. Oh, interesting. I, okay. Yeah, and um, there wasn't a giant conflict. It all seemed kind of wrapped up very well, but overall, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I will say I did enjoy it. I really like, I thought Kevin did a really great job with the dialogue. I, I loved I loved how much he put himself into it. You could tell that he was really, really into this role. Um, uh-huh. And I had fun watching his performance. So yeah, I had fun with it. Yeah. Uh, Emma, what about you? Okay, I'm about to black out. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking about how many feelings I have about this movie. Like, I hated it so much that I love it. Oh, I'm Does so that sorry. make any sense? <laughs> I hate it so much that I love it. I don't even know how to start, so I'm just going to give you that for now. Okay, good. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, I just out. I mean, I did get an interview with the director, which was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. I absolutely love talking to Ellie Canner. If you haven't listened to that interview, it's so, uh, it's such fun interview because she worked in casting for like, 20 years and she had the most amazing stories about casting sex in the city and friends and it was a really oh, cool. cool and and just her experiences becoming a director was really cool too and i just loved that interview so i was already in and it's it just seemed like a fun movie so i was very predisposed to, to enjoying it um but i loved it i thought it was so good i thought that the thing i liked so much about it is that I thought that their relationship really grew very organically. Like they were spending time together and they, they, I mean, I guess it is over a fairly short period of time, but I don't know. I just bought that, that they would, you know, in each sort of situation that they were spending time together and, and, uh, and that they became more attracted to each other. And then I thought it was amazing that they had this super early kiss in the movie. That was really fun and very unusual for Hallmark. I really liked that. I love Autumn Reeser and Calvin Smith in it. I thought they had great chemistry. I, I, I you know, the cooking stuff is very you know, classic Hallmark. Um, and I enjoyed that. And I just bought their romance together. I thought that it was really grown up and very like... <laughs> Uh, felt somewhat realistic so I can imagine this actually happening. It was kind of fun for Barbara Niven to be playing this sort of more ruthless exec type I thought was fun and and um, yeah I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about it. So the whole sort of conceit of him running this restaurant and he's this widower and the one thing that is impossible to believe about this movie is that he would have no idea that there was this whole extra loan taken out on his pro- on his 
restaurant and that like that this this whole sort of brother-in-law character was really weird like what is going on why is he having this person run all his books and why is this all of a sudden this new thing that like they're struggling he has no idea what and uh and i guess he's getting fleeced by people i mean this is this this is gordon ramsay needs to come in here i mean this is (laughs) that's what i kept thinking (laughs) (laughs) so that was definitely ridiculous i i'm sure the deck the hallmark guys will go nuts about that but (laughs) oh oh well what am i gonna do i don't know what did you think about the overall setup why lisa what did you think um yeah there was a lot of moving parts to this restaurant and i get that they set it up in terms of you know his wife passed away and so he just couldn't focus on anything but his daughter in the restaurant but yeah, it, it it was frustrating that he seemed to know nothing. And he apparently was this famous chef in this area of not a lot of restaurants. And he's like, doesn't know anything. And for me, the most frustrating part was the lack of hygiene in their kitchen. With the amount um, of times they didn't have hairnets on. He had his phone in there and he kept touching his phone and then going back into cooking. I was like how filthy your phone is and she just kept walking in in her suits and being like hey guys right, let me just grab <laughs> their daughter his daughter came in and grabbed food off the plate and i wanted to vomit i was like this kitchen is the worst i mean he remade that the one that she I ate know, off but still the fact that she just went in there was like oh what the heck girl <laughs> did you not grow up in here stop it yeah 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 uh, <laughs> Emma, what about you? Was that something that bothered you? I, I mean, usually, yes. I have hand sanitizer on me at all times, and I wash my hands probably like twenty times a day. Maybe is that if that is that a lot? I don't know. Maybe a hundred times. I don't know. It's just nonstop. But I look overlooked that. I was just okay. I I don't even know how to put it into words, but. It wasn't even the story that threw me off. It was the music. And it drove me, like, the movie drove me nuts visually. I thought there were very odd choices made. I, I have a hard time knowing if it's the director or the cinematographer who's making these decisions. But uh-huh. I understand what they're trying to do, kind of like Downton Abbey, how they did, like, handheld cameras to make things look very hectic downstairs and use, um, like, stationary shots upstairs just to show the difference so they had like the whole handheld camera in the kitchen and it made it seem kind of gritty which really threw me off from like a hallmark movie but then they also used the handheld camera in non-kitchen moments and i just felt like there was no it was it just didn't make any sense to me a lot of the choices and with the music like it went from 90s sitcom background music to like a sexy slow dick jam when they were making pasta to like really dramatic classical music that I was just thrown off and like cracking up the entire time I'm so confused by all of it yeah I, I know it, none of this stuff should matter and I should be happy that they're taking risks in the Hallmark universe but 
<laughs> I was so thrown off, guys. And I know there's yeah. ridiculous reasons to be so just mad and annoyed, but I was. No, I get it. I understand uh, that that can be a big factor in an overall receipt of a movie. It's, it's, it's all the package. You have to be able to be engaged. And so the plot, though. So he, they, so she works for this frozen food manufacturer. She can't cook like at all. And Which you see I her at the beginning. I what liked that? that part where they were like, I, ju- I really liked that they made it known like she can't cook. She won't cook. She's like, no, I just, I like that. that <laughs> yeah. She was anti-cooking. Sorry. Well, that reminds me, there's something majorly wrong with this daughter because I mm. would give just about anything to have someone make me breakfast. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's making her like so many things. And I mean, I just like, I mean, my mom, my mom had a baby when I was a freshman in high school. And so she was either on bed rest and pregnant or she was taking care of an infant my entire high school. And so, or a young child. And so she was obviously up at crazy hours. And so she didn't make us breakfast. And the only time that she made us breakfast for the most part was if there was a snow day or, (laughs) or if it was our birthday then we got to have our mom make us breakfast and we were just responsible for getting our own breakfast, which was fine. And then, and, uh, or we ate hot lunch, hot breakfast at school. And, uh, and so like the idea when anybody makes me breakfast, it's like, you're the nicest person in the world. Thank you for making me breakfast. And and so (laughs) I I just don't understand this, this daughter, like being, (laughs) I don't know. That was bonkers to me. Um, I have lots of comments about the daughter. If whenever we can, I yeah, would please. Like to jump in. <laughs> now, can I say I'm now? Yes, please go for okay. it. First of all, yeah, I would be irritated if my kids came in every morning and I made something for them. Like, eh, uh, listen, you're eating it, or you're not eating. Boom. Don't give me. No, you're eating it. I made it. You're gonna eat it because I tell them I'm like, this is money. And the fact that I have to throw it away means I just wasted money. And that means you get less money if I have to throw this away. Second of all, she hacked into a school computer and got scanned <laughs> it. And everyone was like, no, <laughs> this little nugget over here with your wet. No. I forgot that. I forgot that too. And got suspended. And he's like, you. I knew better than to leave you alone. Nay, this girl, I'd be like, you're eating whatever I want, whatever I make. You're never leaving this house. Oh, oh, I was so mad. I was like, she, and she's like, well, the Mel's. And I'm like, who are these Mel's? I need to know these Mel's because they're making you awful. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. It's true. Did yeah. you get like a full house vibe from that? Like, okay, that kitchen was so outdated and I hated it. <laughs> but like every conversation that happened in that kitchen happened in that kitchen happened on full house. Like he's like, oh, and she's like, Dad, I don't know. I just felt like I was watching a '90s sitcom, and my <laughs> husband was like, he's trying to be the cutest daddy. Like he was just trying to be so cute and cheeky about everything. <laughs> it was too much. I don't yeah. like full house for the record. Yeah, I mean, I really liked the the scene where they were cooking in the house. But yeah, the stuff with the daughter wasn't the best. 
I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot she hacked into a computer. Yeah. That was <laughs> a computer. And yeah. her, everybody just took their word for it. She's like, well, they're, you know, they got hacked and they changed their grades. So I just changed them back. Really? <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. No. Plus, they need to do a better job with their computer. Like, if, they, if like a serious high schooler can hack into it, that's concerning. And then later, when she was redoing the website, she's like, and she's barely even moving the computer. She's like, what if we did this? Or that? I'm like, that's not how any of this works. As someone who does this for a living, that's not how any of this works. Oh. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> I do also have to laugh that the whole idea of like frozen Italian food is like, oh my gosh, this is revolutionary. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking outside the box, big time. That's a good point. Yeah, it, it is kind of silly. What are you going to do? Uh, but, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I just, I felt like their relationship really did grow kind of organically. And I just felt like they had yes. really good chemistry. Like it, 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 I don't know, felt believable to me that I liked, I really liked her taking the daughter out uh, shopping. Mm-hmm. That was, that whole sequence was kind of cute. And I, and how can you not start to become kind of attracted to a woman that's like taking, being so nice to your daughter and, right. and just being so thoughtful and, and, uh, I mean, I, I just about died when they had that kiss in the kitchen. I thought that was so good. Oh, um, yeah. That was I really I did like romantic. their relationship. I did. I, I agree with you. I think it happened very naturally. It it wasn't like this, you know. What what I really liked was it wasn't a full movie of her trying to convince that frozen foods was the way to go and mm-hmm. the only way to save his restaurant and that they didn't have to spend the entire movie fighting where he was trying to do it his own way and then she's like, frozen foods, you know. He was like, okay, this is it. We just got to go this way. And so we didn't have to spend all that time and energy them fighting. They just got to work together and spend time together. And it led to that kiss, which I thought, like you, I thought was great. Yeah, it's really confusing to me because I did like their relationship a lot. There are just all these extra things that made me want to die. I like (laughs) it. Did no one else was no one else bothered by how weird the camera work was and all of the weird like angles of stuff and this random cooking i like yeah the fires and the weird <laughs> music am i the only one who's like so upset about that <laughs> i, I, I like some of the cooking scenes yeah yeah it didn't bother me i i mean i've just recently watched uh and reviewed on my channel no reservations and mostly martha which okay. no reservations is a remake of mostly martha and uh both of those movies are 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 excellent in my opinion especially mostly martha's really good if you can handle a german movie and um uh and the, i i feel like for this genre those kind of shots are actually pretty common uh in that kind of i don't know so maybe since i just recently seen that where you have like the close-ups of the food and the and the that kind of cinematography is actually pretty common uh for this kind of movie and so it didn't it didn't bother me but i can say how it would bother you it's a valid point i i didn't really notice the music either um oh, hold on but... <laughs> <laughs> that one got me <laughs> yeah for sure i can see 
I don't know. <laughs> just it all seemed it just seems sloppy to me, and I don't know if it's because I didn't like the handheld. Uh-huh. I don't know, just because I don't understand why they took that outside of the kitchen, having shaky camera scenes yeah. outside of the kitchen. I don't understand, but it just seems sloppy. But I I had such a bad time that I had a great time, and I don't know how I'm going to rate this movie because <laughs> I actually had a great time watching. <laughs> I'm so confused. I mean, we all have those Hallmark movies that we enjoy, ironically. I kind of felt that way about um, uh, Christmas Made to Order. It was ridiculous on so many <laughs> levels. But I was just like, I just, I maybe I was just kind of lost a little sense of reality by the time that one aired. <laughs> I was just like, this is great. This is hilarious. Uh, so it's fine. Whatever, you can rate it however you want to rate it. It's great. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I have to say I didn't notice that. Uh, maybe on a second watch, uh, I would notice it, but, uh, but yeah, I just, I just was, re- I really liked it. I thought it was really good. And, uh, so, yep. I am going to give this one 4.25 crowns. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, it's definitely my one I keep- gosh. <laughs> it's one I'm definitely going to keep on the DVR. I really, I just really enjoyed it. So, uh, so Lisa, what about you? I gave it 3.25. Very good. Okay. And Emma, what's your, you could, if you want, you could give it a real score and an ironic score. <laughs> okay. That? Will that make it better? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Do that. Okay. So the real score is a 2.75. Okay. But like deep in my heart, it's a five. Like this, I'm very confused. Like I know I got really crazy over here. (laughs) I I, I don't understand my feelings. It's like I'm in love with the person I've always hated. That's what the feeling I'm having right now. (laughs) I don't know. Very good. It's very good. Um, all right. So the last one that we're going to talk about is our one mystery. Like I said, we're not talking about the Chronicle Mysteries because we're going to talk about that in a later episode. Uh, so we're going to talk about Emma Fielding Mysteries that More Bitter Than Death. And this one, Emma has not seen. So our we're, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about it. And Emma's going to give a score of how much she wants to watch it based on what we say right so you can right. ask questions if you don't or whatever you want to do <laughs> sort of <like>. okay <laughs> so oh, the plot goodness. is while hosting the annual gathering of the association for the study of american archaeology at kenzer college emma fielding is thrust into the midst of a murder mystery when the president of her organization is poisoned on the eve of announcing her successor with many of the leading archaeologists present having expressed their entitlement to the presidency prior to the murder emma and fbi pal jim connor have plenty of likely suspects so there we go so a little backstory i have just seen the one previous emma fielding film i haven't seen the first one and i thought it was pretty boring it was one of my lower ranked ones last year i forgot to give my rankings for all these i'll do that at the end but it was one of my lower rankings uh of last year was the was the emma fielding past malice uh because it just even kimberly sustic couldn't save it for me it was just very dull (laughs) (laughs) um but uh so i went to this with pretty low expectations and that may be part of why i ended up enjoying it more than i thought i would but i realized something for me as far as these mysteries 
I think I like the ones that are a little bit ridiculous and kind of silly better than the ones that are very serious because I think the ones that are very serious are very boring. And, uh, and so like, I didn't really like the Haley Dean ones. They weren't for me. Um, they were very serious. Uh, and I think I like some a little bit more ridiculous and this definitely was very ridiculous. And so I actually ended up enjoying it. I thought it was kind of fun. I liked just this whole, these whole like pedantic snobby professors who are all kind of trying to one up <laughs> each other. I thought they were really funny and I could have used a whole movie just about them because they were great, I thought. And I actually thought there was some pretty nice chemistry between Emma and Jim. And like by the end when they get a little kiss at the end, that was fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, and I, just the whole idea of this like secret society and in this college and this vault with all this i mean it, it was pretty ridiculous and uh and so that's why i would say emma i think you would like it because it's just so non-realistic like there's nothing some of the other mysteries are like definitely more scary like mystery 101 that one was pretty scary this one not scary at all it's so silly what would okay. you do you agree with any of that lisa what was your thoughts on it overall i i do agree with it and let me say a little backstory for myself this is the first emma fielding i've watched period so i don't know the history of her and the fbi dude which i'm assuming just by their little banter back and forth that there's supposed to be some um unresolved sexual tension between them like some usc Right. And maybe the kiss at the end was like three movies worth of oh my god it's finally happened but i was just <laughs> okay whatever um yeah I, I will say this i i'm i do love secret society type mysteries like um in the vein of like young sherlock holmes where there's like some cultish like um you know sort of thing like indiana jones and temple doom where it's you know in the 80s where it was like everybody was involved in some sort of like blood drinking cult and everybody was all secret <laughs> people that were like wore suits during the day were involved in all these like pagan ritual so it had that kind of thing and plus i live in new haven where we actually have secret societies on yale's campus so that right, was, yeah. I was like, Ooh, maybe this is going on there um but uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a lot of uh, excitement from anybody. Everybody just kind of, the the best part to me was Jeff um, Gustafson. Is Gustafson that in that run? <laughs> yes, run. but he was just so just bookish. And j every, every time he came on screen, I just started laughing because he just did it really well and he was yeah. super into it. But He's probably like, I shouldn't have to run this hard. I'm just supposed to play a nerd. Like, what is going on? <laughs> it was so funny because you could tell when it was the body double, like, at the end. Right. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but there was no, like, in some of these, for Emma, in some of these, like, they don't show the actual murders happening. It's always just a little bit of hinting. But this one, it wasn't, there was nothing gruesome. Like, there was nothing no. even... Like, there was no blood. There was no, like, gun. There was no, like, stall. You know, it was just... Yeah. Because the uh, the person who gets murdered gets poisoned. And, like, I just love the fact that, like, 
all of the, con- the conference or whatever that they're having, like just continues on. And they still just have like, if, if like, literally like she falls, she falls to the ground while giving a speech at the conference, like you would not continue to have your conference. And everybody's just like, well, I, I think she really wanted me to be the head of the department after she like, what? <laughs> she retired and uh but i thought they did a pretty good job obfuscating like who the uh who the murderer was i mean i knew that it wasn't any of these professors but like because it was just too early and there, there was a long. moment when they shared a look and i was like oh they're all in it together because they all went to school together and then <laughs> you know i was like oh well um i think Again, I don't know these characters, so I don't know anything about their background. But I thought the lead dude, Jim, something. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's an FBI. Like he works for the FBI because he seemed to be clueless about how standard police operating procedures were. It was just all over the place, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then. She ends up in that vault, and then that was pretty tense. That was pretty crazy. I'm like, who is this? I, this this guy, the murderer. I mean, this is he is planning on getting away with a lot here in this yeah. whole plan. I, I it's quite the plan, but I don't know. It was just over the top enough for me to have fun with it and just be kind of silly. And uh, <laughs> and I like I said, I particularly liked those those professors were really funny to me yeah um and then uh yeah i liked that we got a kiss at the end and this is just sort of this little romantic tension was fun and they never have before um a little bit but this was definitely like the most of the i mean i've only seen the second movie but uh but yeah they had a little bit more and uh that was kind of fun i thought so it's actually my favorite mystery so far this year. Of all the mysteries? It is. It's my favorite. Oh, okay. I had the most fun with it. Uh, the others, oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, I have it at number four in my ranking. I have Mystery 101 at number five. Uh, they're pretty different experiences. I mean, yeah. but I don't know. If I was just like relaxing and wanting to watch another mystery, I would, I would turn on this over mystery 101 just because this was more silly yeah this is low-key this is just like very very surface mystery yeah you know and i'm not super high on the mysteries in general so there you go but um but anyway i don't know just because like mystery 101 had like two people get murdered and like uh i felt like christopher i was kind of in another movie the whole time like he was trying to be like edward g ronson or something like that in the middle of this like silly kind of silly movie but Mm -hmm. uh but i still enjoyed it you know i have it at number five but anyway uh so i will give this one 3.75 crowns what about you lisa i think i would give it 3.5 two five i had fun with it yeah it yeah. was fun and you know it just I, I think maybe i need to go back and watch the first two and get caught up with the backstory yeah. and the you know initial setup and stuff like that and maybe i would enjoy this more um we'll see so emma on a scale of one to five how persuasive were we in talking about the movie? <laughs> 
Well, I would say a four because oh. of the silliness. And you guys don't know that I love secret society stuff too. I mean, I love Gilmore Girls and they had the Yale Secret Society storyline going on. <laughs> so I don't know. That sounds fun to me. Yes, I don't know if I'll watch like it just because everything scares me, but did I mean, you, you sold me on it. Yes. Oh, good. This is giving me new confidence in my podcasting ability. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Now I want to watch the report back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw I was pl- replaying soon, so I'll, I'll tape it. <laughs> so I will give you my rankings. I forgot. I'll give you my rankings for the other ones we talked about. So I have... Uh, I have Valentine in the Vineyard. At, I, there's there's 13 films so far from Hallmark this year. I have Valentine in the Vineyard at number 11. And then I have The Story of Us at number 6. And I have Love, Romance, and Chocolates at number 3. And I have Love on the Menu at number 2. What's so. number 1? Number one is One Winter Proposal. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that one will be topped all year. I would be kind of surprised. That was just about perfect, in my opinion. Mm. So. <laughs> number 13. I got to know, what's, what's number 13 right now? What's hanging on at the bottom? Ruby Herring. <gasps> Sorry, Ruby. Uh, yeah, it just was, it just didn't work for me. Um, and then Snow Coming is number 12. And that one uh, didn't yeah. work for me. But yeah, so there we go. That is my ranking so far for the year. Uh, And uh, so I think it was a pretty good February. I enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah. There there wasn't any movie that I was, I pretty much liked everything that I saw, except for Valentine in the Vineyard. And I think I still liked Valentine in the Vineyard better than the My Secret Valentine last year, which was intense (laughs) to me. I didn't like that movie at all. My Secret Valentine, my rant recap that I never posted because <laughs> it was too mean. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. That is the February movies. So let us know what you think. Uh, what, uh, what you think out of these movies? Uh, what were your favorites? Uh, how many crowns you would give them? Let us know in the comment section or on Twitter. We would love to hear. That would be really fun. And uh, like I said, make sure you check out uh, all the content this week. It's a lot of fun stuff coming. We're going to also be having a preview of March sort of movies. It, uh, Hallmark has made life very difficult for me by, by, by waiting until the middle of March to start spring fever so we can't just do a spring fever preview yeah uh, it's it's madness but anyway so marissa serafini is joining me we're gonna talk about that uh and it's gonna be really fun and uh so we've got lots of fun stuff coming up and uh really uh really looking forward to it and uh so yeah uh so uh, lisa uh, how can people find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at girl gone hallmark great and emma how can people find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Hallmark and my recaps and reviews at um, thehallmark.com. And I promise I am going to be writing more. Life has just been very hectic lately, like extremely <laughs> hectic. Yeah. Well, at least everybody's feeling better. Yes. Um, and like my Christmas. Died. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> just been a lot of house stuff I've been having to deal with. Oh, no. <gasps> no fun. 
Well, very good. Yeah. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So check that out. I, uh, I have weekly family movie nights, including that mostly Martha and no reservations review that I think you'll really enjoy. And so check that out. And uh, thanks so much, you guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, we will, we'll talk again soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.